Michael and Heifert present This Week in Horror. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Heifert. And I'm Sickle, and we're Sickle and Heifert. We're the Unhallowed Reviewers. And uh, we're going to talk some trailers and, and movie reviews today. It's our sad news. It's our sad duty to inform you that the best month of the year is now over. And... With that year being over, uh, not that year, that month being over, you know, we just kind of are reeling. So if we feel a little off, it's because, you know, we just lost. It's it's sad times. It's sad times. And I'm just going to make this little reference, but, you know, for those that uh, appreciate or, you know, have watched The Office a lot, um, every time Telluride is over, I just think of that uh, scene with uh, Stanley where he's just like, you know, depressed and all grumpy all the time, but on pretzel day, he's super excited. But then, like, when the day is over, he's just kind of, like, bittersweet, and he's just like, you know, it's 364 more days till the next pretzel day. <laughs> and that's just kind of what I think. When, you know, when Telluride's over, when Halloween's over, it's, like, 364 more days. I will say, we spent some time, me and my demon wife spent some time uh, in a creepy cabin in Colorado watching horror movies over Halloween, which was pretty freaking amazing. I loved it. That's awesome. Uh, what, what'd you guys watch? Oh, man. Uh, I, I'll list them. I'll try to remember them all. We watched Winchester, 1408, Christine, The People Under the Stairs, Sleepaway Camp, um, Idle Hands. Nice. We watched uh, another Devon Saw. No, it wasn't. Okay. We didn't watch that. Um, I was thinking <laughs> Final Destination, but we didn't watch that. Um, we watched... Uh, Christine, did I say Christine? You did. Okay. Uh, the Craft, Practical Magic, Adam's Family Values, Beetlejuice, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, Cursed. Nice. Spree, which I thought was a cool one that I picked up because nice. I hadn't seen that in a while. And then we watched The Faculty and like a bunch of other yeah. movies in between. And, like it was, it was just like off the cuff. We had a list of movies we wanted to watch. We watched some of them. The only one we didn't see was Autopsy Jane Doe because I think people were too, they didn't want to get that scared. Which is fair because that movie's <laughs> kind of freaky. That does that does sound like that's the scariest movie that you could have watched. Yeah, the and you the crowd the crowd there isn't like super horror fans, so like I didn't want to be like, let's watch uh, the Kipsy tapes, which is now on uh, the Amazon. <laughs> so if you want to get freaked out, go watch that shit. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's some messed up stuff. Yeah. I was like, the way I tried to describe it, I was like, there's a scene, there's basically any creepy gif you've seen on the internet during, like, the last ten years is maybe from the Poughkeepsie tapes, and there's a scene where, like, he basically <laughs> has this girl be a table while he's trying to not, he's trying to convince a Girl Scout to stay in his house or something like that, he's selling him cookies, and I was like, they're like, yeah, we're gonna pass on that, and I'm like, probably good. Because <laughs> if we find some videotapes in this cabin, we're gonna be a little freaked out. <laughs> But anyway, that, 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 that movie was like a like a, a like made for public consumption version of like the toy box murders. I've never heard of that movie. I'm pretty sure I'm thinking of the right guy, but no, it's like a real dude that like kidnapped people and tortured them and stuff in very terrible ways. Can you watch but those tapes? I don't think so. <laughs> Probably for the best. I haven't tried to find it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No, I'm just kidding. All right, let's talk about some trailers. So the first trailer we have on our list is this movie called Aburga, I think is what it's how it's pronounced. Aburga. It's uh, subtitled as, uh, what is it, a, a, a 
what is the subtitle of this movie? I can't remember right now. Uh, it's like it's the, a mythological, the, the mythological thriller in the wild. Thriller. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know, not movie, many movies like kind of subtitle their movies. And so I was like, how good could this be? But it actually looks like it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it's got this kind of, I don't know about you, but I got this kind of like Blair Witch vibe from it. Yeah, no, without the found footage, yeah. which is kind of the best part of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it looks interesting. I I feel like it could also be a it could end up being a huge dud, but it seems super weird and different. I felt the same way because I was like, it. it might just be like super psychological and not have really any interesting payoff. But there's some scenes in it that lead me to believe that it's not just purely psychological, or rather, it's not. It's got some really creepy, weird stuff in it that's going to just be off-putting in its own way. And it kind of um, goes a direction that if it is going to be such psychological, it's like really messed up psychological. Not just like, it was in his head all along. It's like, it was in his head all along, but also all those people are super dead, and they're super dead in the ways he saw. And he did it. <laughs> or something like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's foreign though, so you have to not hate subtitles. That's true. And if you <laughs> want to look it up, yes, we were just trying to pronounce it. It's U P U R G A. Uperga. Uperga. All right. We got a new trailer for Morbius, and uh, the more I see about this, the more excited I am. I know a lot of people hated uh, Let There Be Carnage, but I, I mean, I thought it was all right. I and mean, it's not as good as the first one, but I mean, I don't know. You gotta have some duds here and there. I mean, like Winter Soldier is like the worst movie they ever made, so. I'm just kidding. Whoa. That's my, Whoa. That's my joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, I mean, that movie kind of clearly felt like it was filling a gap. and and I, But I appreciate it because I'm giving it some leniency because I, I know who directed it and I know who was involved in it and how passionate they are about it. Or at least as far as I understand it, they're passionate about it. And so I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So, like, Morbius, seeing Morbius come out, I'm like, is this, like, a Sony anti-verse, anti-hero verse? Like, are we getting this, like, MCU of villains that are just too dark for the Disney <laughs> Disney stuff? <laughs> yeah, I, which I'm okay with, I mean, if they want to keep going down that path. I like the little nods, little Easter eggs in it, like, having a, a Birdman, you know, Vulture. Vulture. <laughs> Victor <laughs> well, you know, Tombs. Keaton, so. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, oh, I, I gotta see. Gotta make a Birdman the, joke, right? Yeah. Having Batman in the so, movie. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I mean, to let there be carnage and everything. I think that, and this could just be me. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. But like, for I, the last news headline that I had seen for that movie said that it was going to be R, mm -hmm. and I never saw anything that changed it to PG thirteen. I didn't see anything, and like, I guess I just didn't pay attention to the rating when. I, you know, was getting a ticket and going to the theater and all that. And then I just realized, like, halfway through, I was like, wait, where's the carnage I was promised? Where's this? Where's the dismemberment and the decapitations and everything that I was expecting carnage to be? And so, like, I was pretty disappointed by that. It was kind of a big letdown for me because I was expecting there it to be R and to go all out and then when it wasn't yeah that's i agree i think that's kind of shitty because it's hard to make a movie about something called carnage even if you don't know what it is uh and like not have it be just incredibly violent i mean look at every comic with carnage in the last 10 years maybe even five years it's like just incredibly violent so i mean we're not talking about morbius anyway so like 
we're both excited for Morbius. Do you think it's going to be cool? I think it'll be fun. Yeah. I mean, I like Jared Leto. Mm -hmm. uh, I think everybody's like hates on him because of the whole uh, Joker debacle. Um, but, I mean, I can't really think of many movies that I don't like Jared Leto in. I can't so. it's the same. Like, it's hard to find a movie that's just not something you're like, oh, that, that was pretty good. Yeah. All right, uh, we got I mean... <laughs> Yeah. Should be fun. All right, we got a new Netflix. I, I, you know, go ahead. I actually, I, I do want to say, like, to Morbius, like, I feel like there's less of a rabid fan base around that character, so it gives them more freedom. Like, I feel like Venom is, it's, it, uh, characters like Venom that have a bigger following, it's harder. Because you feel like you have to do certain things. But yeah. with him, with, with Morbius, you, they can just do whatever they want, pretty much. They're not going to offend anybody. So I feel like it may give them a little bit more creative freedom to have some fun. I, I want to mention one thing, and I guess this is not the right podcast for this, but I do want to talk about this. Uh, like, it's interesting to me that they have Victor Tombs and Morbius, but they felt like they needed to, like, retcon some of the Venomverse to get into... Because, like, the very last scene in the new Venom movie kind of, like does something that implies that either if he wasn't before, he's now in the MCU universe, right? But with Morbius, they're just like, nah, he's just in it. You see Victor Tombs there. It's not a, like, a, there's no question, right? Yeah. Um, so I thought that was interesting that they they did that, you know. But anyway, I wouldn't want to get into it. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they're going to go with that. I mean, not connecting Venom with Spider-Man is taking away some elements of him. So I don't, I'm be curious to see what they what they'll do to like. Yeah, but now I feel like if they did that, it would be pretty forced. Like they would, they've already come up with a bunch of origin stuff that doesn't involve Spider-Man. So like now, if they have some like random conflict, it'd have to be pretty meaningful for there to be a legitimate conflict, you know. And I they guess they might we'll just see. have to go. They might just have to go the Mac Gargan route. They might just have to bring Scorpion into it, and then Venom attaches the Scorpion to Mac Gargan or something. I don't know. Okay, yeah. never mind. Going down. Oh uh, yeah, hole. down the wrong rabbit hole. Uh, another trailer we got <laughs> is for a new Netflix movie called Hypnotic, which is it has a uh, Kate Siegel in it, which is you know Mike Flanagan's wife. She's pretty great in everything that we see. I mean, she's good in Midnight Mass. Mm -hmm. Let's not talk about yeah. Bly Manor and uh, Haunting Hill House. Is pretty good. <laughs> um, was she in Bly Manor? I think so. Oh, yeah, she's the, like, the wife. Okay, yeah. Um, I kind of blocked that one out of my mind, but I just assumed <laughs> she's in it. Um, but it's, like, about someone who's going to, like, therapy for their anxiety, and they get involved in some hypnosis stuff, and shit gets real. I don't know. It's Netflix, so if you have a subscription, it's probably going to be worth looking checking out, and I think that alone makes it something that I'll watch. Like, I don't have to put a lot of effort into seeing it. That means I'm going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I feel like the concept is super interesting. Uh, that, like, you know, I mean, I know that this may not be the exact plot, but, like, just that there's, like, a hypnosis dude that's pretending to be, like, a psychotherapist, and he's, like, making people murder other people and do stuff like that. Um, that may not be, like, the plot, but that's kind of what I grabbed from it. And I'm like, oh, that'd be really interesting, but... I feel like it's taking an angle I don't find as interesting. Like, uh, to me, it would almost be more interesting if it was, like, say, from the perspective of a detective that's, like, trying to catch a murderer that's using other people to do his murders. Because, like, how would you track yeah. that guy down? I can see I from, like a, like, a mental health perspective, the anxiety leading into, like, paranoia kind of thing. And I think there's going to be a lot of social commentary on people with anxiety 
I, I think, you know, because she has she's general anxiety disorder at the beginning, and uh, I think it's probably going to focus on that a lot to kind of build tension and deception and stuff. So, yeah, I, I guess it could be one of those things where it might hit too close to home for some people, and some people just might not be interested at all. So, But it's, again, free on Netflix if you have Netflix. Free is free is on Netflix if you watch, like, five movies a month, you're paying for it, but... Alright, the last trailer we have is for the new Resident Evil movie, which, as far as I understand, is not connected in any way to the Mila Jovish ones. Um, it's called Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, and it's like a kind of mashup of it looks like 1, 2, and 3, um, all in this kind of crazy movie with new char- new cast and everything. I'm all in. Like, I don't really have to see much more. I like Resident Evil enough to want to watch a live-action version that's more based around the game, so... I feel like it was like a big miss that they didn't go deeper into the game lore in the other ones, so... And the the last few games have been really cinematic anyway, so... You know, that's pretty cool. Um, so, like, I think the, the main point being that, uh, like, if you take a Resident Evil movie and remove all of the craziness that happened from the Mila Jovish ones and kind of go back to the basics, I'm gonna watch it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm uh, pretty excited for... Or, I, or I'm like, I don't know, I'm intrigued with kind of rebooting Resident Evil, um, seeing where they're going to go with it. Uh, I, I feel like Paul W. Sanderson's stuff ran its course. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm glad to see them try something different. I will say that there are... Um, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm just like being overly sensitive to it, but I feel like there are elements of the trailer of this new one that still give me Paul W. Sanderson vibes. Like, really bad which, CG. Yeah, which I just wish I wasn't having those feelings. Maybe it's not bad I'm CG, watching it, it just, you're right, it seems like uh, done over CG. Like, it's, like, they didn't get somebody new maybe to do the CG for it, and it's like the same kind of, like, right out of the video game with higher resolution kind of crap. <laughs> I don't know, it's hard to explain. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's yeah. So it's it. There's parts of it that don't that have me concerned, um, but I'm hoping that it'll give us a different kind of experience, um, because it's definitely time to go back to the roots of Resident Evil instead of making some kind of weird superhero m- movie that it seemed to turn into. Yep, I agree. Alright, let's talk about some, like, long-overdue reviews of movies we've seen. So, I mean, obviously, when October, we see so much stuff that it's hard to remember everything we watch. And if you want to know what we saw at the festivals, that'll be the, like, previous podcast. If you want to go look at stuff that we like from the festivals, um, we're not going to talk about that stuff here. We're going to talk about reviews of movies we've seen outside of festivals, which, believe it or not, is actually a significantly large amount of movies during the last month, so... <laughs> The first one that came out during last month that I think we both really enjoy, the fact being that we've watched it numerous times, is VHS 94. If Shudder keeps making VHS movies, I feel like they can just continuously make money. They don't even have to, like... Yeah, I, I, I can't speak highly enough of the majority of the VHS movies. And even the bad VHS movies still have pretty good shorts. Um, and they're not, like, the best ones. I'll say VHS Viral was not that good. But it wasn't so bad it wasn't worth watching at least once. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like as far as, like, horror anthologies go, it, it was it's still on the higher end. It's just on the lower end of VHS. And, yeah, like, I, I agree, like, just because it's not as good as the others doesn't make it unwatchable. 
Um, but yeah, I do feel like VHS 94 was probably my favorite. Just because I really, like, my least favorite one, I still really enjoyed, like, a lot. Yeah, I think so, too. And... It has such a strong lineup. It's hard to it's hard to compare it with the other ones because there's always at least one VHS short that you're like, this is not as interesting. But even, you're right, even the one that was the least interesting here was still pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah, I go. Yeah, and like, I feel like it was like trying to it was like trying to showcase like i feel like each one was just like we're going to showcase as best of uh, like effects work that we can do like that's what it almost felt like and i was like i love this like i'm loving how much i'm getting more awesome visual effects in all of these shorts than i get from almost any like feature film horror movie that's like got twice the budget like the the first one the rat mat ratma one is like yes it's yeah seriously it's got a short story it's short and sweet it gets to its resolution it has lots of good effects yeah like i couldn't agree more with that statement i think that's the benefit of short horrors especially when done right is it's got the same punch as a long movie without the nonsense yeah 100 percent. so yeah that one's definitely worth watching jumping on especially if you liked a lot of the v previous vhs um or into like horror anthology um, or just short films, horror shorts, then it's it's definitely a way to go. It's got some good laughs in it. It's got some great effects work. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's not the scariest one, I would say. What do you think is uh, the scariest the... one? Oh, man. Um, I'm trying to think of like some of the shorts off the top of my head. I think the one with the guy that gets the implant oh, where he yeah. starts seeing the ghost. Oh, my that God. That one freaky. is pretty freaky. <laughs> and then I seem to recall the alien one was done pretty well. It, it was. I think the, the only downside of the alien one is that most people hate it because, like, unfortunately, the, the pet ends up not being with us at the end. And that yeah. seemed needless That's at best. That's tough for some people. Right, like... Yeah. And I think, like, there's, like, that rule, like, if you're gonna kill off an animal for, like, me, you better make it mean something. And then that movie, it was just the end. And you're like, really? Like, you could have just dropped the camera. Like, you didn't have to drop the dog and, like, leave him whining on the ground. Like, it was just pointless. So it made everything up to the end of it being, like, knowing it's hard to watch again, right? It loses rewatchability because you're, like, watching it and you're, like, just apprehensive of the ending. And I I'll save you from yourself. If you don't like watching Pets Die, don't watch that short. Or just skip the end of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, you can skip that one. And then I, I, this one wasn't scary, but I do still um, have a lot of appreciation for the creativity of the one where the guy is, like, biking with the GoPro or whatever yeah. and gets bitten by the zombie. That one I thought was really creative, and it's really well done. Um, it's definitely not scary. It's more funny than scary, but I just remember being like, this one's really, what a cool idea. Like, it was just a really good idea, I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, the siren one, I thought that was funny because that's the only one that, like, uh, spawned an actual movie. Made it to a f yeah. Yeah. That made it to a feature film. And there's, like, there's a, there's a handful that I would almost prefer over that one. Like, uh, well, like, almost all of the ones from the new one, pretty much. Yeah, I like, I really like that Tuesday the 17th one, which I thought was funny. It's the one where there's, like, the killer can only be caught on the camera. And, like, she takes all of her friends up there to, like, basically get killed so she can try to find the thing like this is the slasher do you not remember that one it's in the first no, one i don't is that it was in the first one yeah and then oh, the, man, the other one i really like is the the haunted house one i thought that one was pretty spoopy the first time i saw it 
there's like 10, yeah. 31, 98, one where they rescue the lady from the haunted house and like shit gets crazy. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, and like the walls and yeah. the hands. Yeah. All right, that's a lot on VHS, <laughs> but go see VHS uh, ninety four. In addition to that, Shutter also has the third season of Creep Show right now, and boy howdy, it's a pretty great season. Um, you, you're like sitting here, like okay, at some point this has got to be like like Tales from the Crypt, right? It, they're like it was really interesting to see it come back, like uh, like Creep Show, not Tales from the Crypt, but it was really interesting to see it come back. When is it going to lose steam? Like, it can't possibly keep being entertaining. But, by golly, um, <laughs> they keep doing it. Now, I will say that I think based off of what I understand, the season finale was last week, and it had an episode that was incredibly similar to an episode from last season uh, about the zombie apocalypse. It was done in a different format that made it kind of unique, but it wasn't, an, it, or made it kind of novel, but it wasn't a unique story, I felt, in my opinion. So I thought it was like one of the weakest ways to end the season, but I understand the Halloween homage and stuff like that they were going for. Um, but yeah. that was the that was the only dud for me was that one. Yeah, me too. I, I was yeah, that was the only dud. Like I honestly wasn't even, I didn't even think I was gonna like the animated one that was in the oh, episode before. Oh, so good. I was when it started. I was like, oh, I felt the come same on, way. I was like, this animation's one? kind of crappy. Like, but yeah, but then it just the story is so awesome. Yeah, I agree. So I really, I ended up really being entertained by it, and I, thankfully they go all out with like the creature designs. So it's even though the animation isn't fantastic, like you're really enjoying all of the monsters and stuff that it that they illustrate. Yeah, and yeah, I ended up having a lot of fun with that one. I think if that if that episode that was the last episode would not have been the last episode of the season, I would have been way more lenient on it, right? Um, I feel like the last few ep- end of season episodes have been kind of bad, and I think that sucks because the last season's end of episode was the night of the Living Late Show, where the guy builds the very VR machine and stuff. Yeah. And, and that's it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't the strongest one, right? You should you could have definitely ended on something that was. A, like a stronger episode um but it yeah, was an hour it, long it, so it, that's been yeah that was the thing is that it felt like a finale because it was an hour long mm-hmm. but at the same time that ended up being its flaw because i don't feel like the story carried an hour it wasn't interesting enough for an hour now personally had they flipped <laughs> but, the two in the last episode which was drug traffic which was pretty interesting i thought and a dead girl named sue i think that if they ended on drug traffic that could have been a lot more of a positive note um but I still think that ending it with, like, kind of weak episodes just isn't... I don't know why they keep doing it, but I'll still come back to keep watching it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was unfortunate, but, like, I, I was... I remember looking back on... Every time I watched a new episode of Season 3, I was like, man, they have not missed once this season. Yeah. And I remember that, I remember Season 2, it was like... I loved all of them except for both of them in one... Like, both of the episodes in one... Or, I'm sorry, both of the stories in one of the episodes. Like, one episode I hated, and then the rest of them I thought were awesome. Yeah. I can't remember which one it was, but I was like, man, both of those sucked. It was the one that had the bug, the uh, yep, it, pest I know control Yep, I exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Dead in Breakfast <laughs> and Pesticide. The Dead in Breakfast one was like the um, Haunted Bed and Breakfast one. Yes. And then the yeah. Exterminator one just didn't make a, a lick of sense. Yeah, it was dumb. Yeah. Anyway, go <laughs> check that attempt, out. But... Because Creep Show is really good, and if you're getting Shutter anyway, it's really fantastic. Um, oh yeah, yeah, it's just great episodic 
self-contained horror. <laughs> so, uh, I, I had to point, as I, I, we can end this episode a little bit early unless you want to talk about some of the other stuff. I guess we can talk about Chucky if you want. Have you been watching yeah, it? Yeah, let's do it. I have not. It's good. So go for it. It's really good. <laughs> like, I did not expect sci-fi and an IP that had already been going for like 20 years, 30, 40 years almost now. Right? Like, it started in the 80s. Yep. To to come out as strong as it did. And, like, I don't know, maybe I'm just, like, crazy, but it's really good. Like, it's really interesting. And the way that they do stuff, sometimes the episodes are a little slow, but they're filling an hour, right? Like, they're not half hours as far as I understand it. Um, They're, like, 45 minutes. And any yeah, horror Yeah, so, that... so is it doing, like, previous, like, his... But like Charles Lee Ray before he's in Chucky, is it doing that? Oh yeah. Because I heard rumors of okay. And it's not even right now. It's not even him as an like an adult. It's him as like a kid. Like so, they're going like way back. Like the first three episodes, they're showing like how he grew up and setting up the stage for the the, the time that's happening now. Interesting. And and honestly, it's kind of cool because like. It's uh, it's like what Jurassic World and Force Awakens kind of did. They're pulling, they're pulling a, like a lot of homage from like the first one, where, you know, people keep wondering why so many people are dying around this kid who has this good guy doll and all this stuff. But, you know, weirdly enough, Chucky becomes this semi-relatable character, which I think is interesting. And I'm not 100% sure where it's set, but, um my roommate said that he was kind of watching through all the old Chucky's and I think if you consider this after Cult of Chucky it makes sense based off of what happens in Cult of Chucky because apparently in that one he learns like a, a new spell to ha- like transport his body into anything I guess which is why the good guy doll is like brand new when you see it in the show um but I, I don't really know much about the Chucky verse I guess so the child's play verse so, but it's really interesting. I got kind of lost because I feel like they should have just like retconned a couple of them, like Seed of Chucky, um, at the very least. And then I didn't know if, and then after that I got lost on if any of them were reboots or... I, th- someone, I think this was my roommate again, he said the first three are pretty good. Seed and Bride you can like, are just like not, and then Colt is pretty good. Yeah, I remember seeing Colt and liking it. Uh, it definitely a lot more than the other two. That was when it got it started, like I didn't think Bride of Chucky was terrible, but it definitely didn't feel like the same thing. It was like crossing into and, a bound an area where you're like, where are they going with this? And then like you see Seed of Chucky, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, what? Went off the, <laughs> way off the deep end. Yeah, yeah. Without so, water in yeah. the pool. Just <laughs> off the deep end into, and just but smashed into the concrete. You can only watch uh, Chucky if you have, like, sci-fi or through cable or you... I think... I don't even know if you can do it on Hulu right now. Or YouTube TV, which I'm finding is a great way to watch broadcast syndicated stuff. So, you know. You, uh, what's the cost on that, do you know? Just YouTube for TV? information's sake. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm not... I don't... Uh, I'm not a freaking YouTube show, man. <laughs> I mean, I can even I, I have Hulu with TV, and I still don't think I could tell you how much it costs. But I was just curious I how it know. compares to uh, I think Hulu it's and YouTube. a little bit more expensive. But the nice part is, is you can like it's like a TiVo, but it's cheaper than like full on broadcast television, and you get lots of sports and stuff for people that like that. Well, don't get me started on that can of worms because like we've I don't want it, to. It, it's funny. Uh, I would like to not talk about that here. <laughs> 
anyway, that's the end of our podcast for today. <laughs> uh, Satellite television streaming thanks, all the cards. Thanks. Get off my lawn. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. You know, like, comment, subscribe. Let us know what you think of the stuff we talked about today, and we'll see you next time. See ya.